0: Welcome to the Dark Side of the Full Moon podcast. I'm Jennifer Silliman, and this show is continuing the conversations started in the award-winning first-ever documentary film about maternal mental health. My journey as an advocate began through the power of storytelling. With this podcast, I hope to create a community of women and professionals sharing their own powerful narratives to let others know they're not alone and help us out there. Keep in mind that some of the stories you will hear may be triggering, but it's important they be told. This podcast is not a replacement for professional help from a licensed medical provider. If you or someone you know is suffering due to a maternal mental health condition, please contact your medical provider or call or text message the Postpartum Support International Helpline at 1-800-944-4773. Now let's continue the conversation. Hi there, everyone, and
1: welcome to another edition of the Dark Side of the Full Moon podcast. I am here today with Lisa Tremaine. Hi, Lisa. How are you?
2: Hi, Jennifer. I know. It's so good to see you. See
1: you. I know. It's so good to see you, too. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, It's just been, I was sharing with you earlier that doing this podcast and being able to hear all these stories again, is just really incredible. Um, and I'm so excited for you to share, um, a little, you're going to be sharing a little bit of your personal story, but then your professional story with how, um, things have just completely kind of turned around in New Jersey, which is like really incredibly exciting. Um, so just to give our listeners a little bit, um, of background here, you know, Lisa's a registered nurse and New Jersey is one of the first States that required every mother to be screened. For postpartum depression before leaving the hospital after their delivery. Um, But the unfortunate part was there really was there was not a lot of um, structure in place as to what to do with these screenings once the mothers completed them. And so because Lisa had a personal experience with postpartum depression, she said, give me the forms. So (laughs) the the forms started coming to Lisa, then there was a support group. And then, you know, center which she's going to talk about which is so exciting um that moms and families have a place to go to there in new jersey so lisa i'm going to turn it over to you to share your story and this amazing thing that you've created
2: oh thank you and thank you for having me and um letting me share any part of this in any way and and to let you know women know um that what they have is, is really real and there's treatment and everybody gets better. Um, so thank you for having me. And I will just um, add that that fun part of being in New Jersey in 2007, I was a nurse on the floor, labor and delivery, and loved it. I'd been a nurse for 10 years and had had my own kids about six years before, seven years before that. And we were all invited to a lunch and learn on the floor about this newfangled illness that was being um, making a new form that we had to do and fill out and more paperwork and every nurse was grumpy, but they were also giving out free Pepsi. So I went and uh, many of us went. And as I sat in there, um, they did like, you know, the old fashioned like PowerPoint where they're clicking and clicking and um, they're talking about this um, illness that's mental health. And they didn't even call it mental health then, behavioral health. And that some women get affected and that it presents as sadness and crying. and Brooke Shields had written a book and you know, she had come out, and that because of that, um, we were now going to be one of the first states that asked every mom who left these 10 questions about how she was feeling. So most of the nurses are, oh my God, another form. And we have to do it. And I was so intrigued because it just, spiked a little something in the back of my head and depression didn't work, but everything else that they were explaining made me feel like I I had felt this. Um, by the end of the discussion, I never ever have I had a panic attack or never ever have I felt like that. I felt so claustrophobic, like I couldn't breathe in the room because they were using words like resentment and um, um, feeling like a failure and, sadness and, but nothing about anxiety. And I just felt like when I had had my kids after six years of infertility, seven years before that, that's what I was feeling. And it, it's almost like coming out in a weird way. And everyone's there who knows you and you feel like they can see you. And I felt so naked because I couldn't stop feeling it in front of everybody and the woman who was um instructing us her name was pat benna she is my mentor my um go-to person she's an amazing woman she is a counselor and she worked with the consortium who was going to make sure everybody got educated in it and she took me aside and she said you know it's okay if you felt feel this one out of seven one out of nine women back in 2007 feel it we know now la 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 And I just got my shit together and I said, and I said, um, I want to be the person that does this. I want to get involved in this and really just didn't acknowledge much else that was going on. And they were like, great, we need volunteers. So I was the education nurse then showing other women how to administer the Edinburgh, right? And it's a 10 question scale, um, that I will slightly make fun of. So It's a, it's the only validated screening tool for what is now we know perinatal mood disorders. It's not specifically postpartum depression, but that name is never, ever going to leave. And it gives us an idea about how women are feeling anxiety, depression, and suicide ideation wise, as long as they are instructed, they can answer it honestly, and that they can say what they're feeling and we're not going to arrest them, take their kids or call dyphus. So if you kind of had to set up the script or they're doing it on the way out and they're just, everything's fine. You, you know, you had to give them a little story beforehand. So I kind of became that person. And in the beginning, there really weren't that many people because no one wanted to answer any of these questions. Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling sorry? Are you overwhelmed? Are things getting on top of you? I mean, that one within the non-English speaking community or things getting on top of you it was worth explaining every day. Um, And then I, all these people who did answer some positive questions, there was no treatment pathway. So what was the cutoff? I don't know. For me, it's 10. For you, it's 15. For her, it's 12. What? There was nothing put in place to prepare the state or the hospitals for the number of women that were like, yes, it's me. Yes, I need help. I didn't know I could feel this way. Then what do you do with them? So they had put together a proposal and put together a screening and offered it to everyone and never filled in the blanks for how someone would help or get help. Um, So realizing that I had had it, in some way. I'm um, working with Pat, who I commandeered back to me now. Um, we started giving them my phone number or they started giving them to me. The boundaries here are don't ever do this. It was early. Um, and, you know, I had no idea what would happen and how my phone number to this day, I'll get a call from a dad. I was driving to a funeral last year. And it was a man who said, you helped my wife in 2009. And I was like, I out a And he wanted help because she had gone on to have another baby. Um, And so they started getting connected to me. And then I started kind of pulling them together and calling them and just sort of, we call it petting them, just saying like, what's going on? How are you doing? Totally normal. I'm not freaked out. You don't have to freak out. Let's get together and very organically built what I now know is a support group. I didn't, didn't even know then. I mean, it sounds so like, ooh, I didn't know. I was just pulling together broken women um, so that they could feel better from hearing from other broken women and try to help them in some way. Um, and that was really how I did it for from 2007 to 2010. And I know, and it was a full-time unpaid, unrecognized, wonderful job. It filled my heart and soul. Um, and it was scary because anytime I would tell somebody it real, like a healthcare provider, they were like, what, what training do you have? What screening do you have? What makes you okay? I'm like, well, do you have someone to refer them to? I'm not giving them Zoloft. I'm just telling them it's okay. It's real. You know, let's try and get you to sleep like stuff easy. And um, so there was some of that. Then I um, got divorced and I had to get off the floor nursing, you know, really 13 hours a day. Um, and there was a job at our, our the hospital, like the other hospital. And I was being brought in, in a management role to lead their childbirth education. It was nice. It was five days a week. Um, they let me do whatever I want. So I said, could I start an actual postpartum depression support group here? And they're like, I don't think anyone has it, but go ahead. So I got a room. It had to be after hours. I then reached out to all the women who delivered at our hospital, who at this day are like 6,000. So maybe back then it was 3,000. Anyone who would leave their phone number on a form, I would call and just say, like, just to, like, drum up business. So then... um, hearing from them, they came in that went on like craziness till 2012. So we couldn't fit in all the rooms they gave me anymore. And then I thought, why am I referring these people out to therapists like I've met or I've connected with or have come to me. So I went to like shark tank of our hospital and presented the idea again, like no right to be there. I don't have, you know, a master's in la la la. I don't have a PR, or anything. I cry when I talk, and I reduced a room full of middle to older men to tears because I said, you know, you have a wife or you have a daughter, and they would be like, yeah. I'm like, did you ever, you know, have it? Did you ever see any of this? And they were like, and you'd see someone's eyes. And they'd put their head down. And the stories I heard of of men whose families had had suicide or had um, inpatient or who who had to go have their daughter stay with them. And what was this called? This had a name. They weren't crazy. And so um, within the first meeting, they gave me a space. Um, and there's so many men to thank, um, who look like they didn't know what I was talking about because they were, but they were fathers, husbands, or brothers of someone who had in some way been touched by it. So I just started then calling in all the social workers I knew and the APNs that I'd been working on the outside and asked if they could just give me a year (laughs) because they were all going to retire. And now it's, um, I think it's seven years later. And so finally we're gonna let Pat retire. We're gonna let her retire, she looks tired. Um, and so the the we started here and I put together um, like this dream team and it just is a group of, we started in one room and with Pat as a counselor cause she's so good and she really is the other name to this, you know, really, really helped me get everything started. And um, I would just keep annoying everybody here at the hospital. Till they gave me more or more or more, and we created what at that time. Remember the um, Rhode Island Hospital? What is that called? Where um, women's and children's? They had the IOP kind of program where mothers yes. and babies could go every day. So really, when I was trying to explain to these businessmen what it was, that was the only thing I could come up with. And that's 2010. I mean, isn't it amazing? Like that's. 11 years ago, but only 11 years ago. Um, And they looked at it and they thought it was like for strictly underserved or underinsured or single moms or new moms. And I was like, I don't know, that's not matching with what I'm seeing. I don't think this is strictly, you know, in this bubble, I think it gets to everybody. So then, you know, their hospital to make money and make business and um, showed them how we could do it. And if we took insurance, then anyone could get treatment, that it wouldn't just be the woman who had $150, you know, that's so, I didn't have $150. And, and if you did, would you even feel worthy of spending it on yourself? So um, we built a program here. I call it in a la carte IOP and it is um services that are billable or non-billable in individual ways each day, every day. Um, You know, I I tried and failed at a million things where like, well, let's set up an anxiety CBT course that's every Monday at 11. As an anxious person, if you're telling me something is every Monday at 11, I'm gonna fail. I'm I'm gonna get a diarrhea. I'm gonna get a headache. I can't get my car out. I don't know where my car seat is. But if we made them drop in, immediately everybody came. So it is a, um, mother baby program because mom and baby are affected. We do a lot of teaching about mom and baby. Many of these mothers haven't even been mothered. Um, and they don't know what to do. So that failure, um, and imposter syndrome rises up real big. And then we, um, And then I have uh, nurse prescribers uh, here who are psychiatric nurse practitioners. Everybody's a woman, everybody has had it. Pretty much, or has had someone who's had it. So we over the we opened in 2017. We now have nine therapists, three nurse practitioners, a creative arts therapist. This is her room, um, a service dog, uh, infant massage, mommy and me music, and we do psychoeducation for moms and babies on eating and choking, uh, Heimlich, CPR, sleep is I talk sleep all day. And we do um, breastfeeding intervention. That is so amazing. How many
1: people have come through your program?
2: It's 13,000 something. Wow. Uh, It feels like you're almost with friends because the women are just like us. You know, you saw that going across the United States. There's no one odd or strange or, so it's not, um, it feels very like family-like. And then when I had to produce the numbers for something, I was like, what, what, what? And it is just a huge amount. And we treat the family, you know, some families are me and my mom and my baby, and some are me and my husband and, and I'm an only child and I don't know what to do. And it's huge. And we're the only center in New Jersey. And I basically have asked everyone to make another one in New Jersey no one will listen to me. It is insane because this is still now at this day, what, maybe there's 25 in the United States. I have a wait list. There aren't
1: many. Yep.
2: I mean, to have a wait list in this state of 60 something women, and there's nowhere to refer them because anyone I have used. So I have a couple therapists who worked here and then went out. I filled all them up outside. Laura Winters I refer to and Leslie and, you know, people we know from our beginning days together, that was really my base floor. Everybody that we had connected with initially, they've always stayed with me always. So you In have every... six, you have 60 women on your wait list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And so I'm triaging all the time. Right. Because right. One day I'm like driving into oncoming traffic, I'm driving into oncoming traffic I don't wanna die, but I do wanna break my femur. Cause if I break my femur, they have to take me to the hospital. Someone else is gonna to have to take care of these babies and I will get sleep. So all day you're asking the, I know I just got goosebumps. I mean, all day we're asking those questions um, and some people and fighting with obese who have no knowledge and they have no time and fighting with even psychiatrists who have no idea that this is a suicidal ideation it's not a plan, a ways, or a means. And if you would just dissect it a little bit. Um, so it is just, it is so needed everywhere. And it's so worthy. And it's such a great formula that I just could like can it up and give it to everybody. And I, I they don't like me. I don't know. Something's wrong. Nobody wants it. I mean, where right. else would you go where someone tells you, um, I have 60 breast cancer women waiting? What do you mean waiting? They can't wait. Well, these women really can't wait. So then you build things to, to at least village them up, you know? So I've closed Facebook groups. I have a pregnancy one and a postpartum one and a loss one. And sometimes they're together and sometimes they're not because they just need someone to say, I was you. I don't look crazy, right? I was you. I didn't do it. You're not going to do it. And you're okay. And just doing that is, you know, the peer to peer validation. And then you mix in um, uh, therapy and you put groups in there and you just wrap them up and hey, they get better so fast. I did a study here and in one month in two visits, I couldn't say, cause one was outside. They um, they Edinburgh's went down by 10. So they went from a 17 to a nine from, I'm from, I'm but immediately. So it is really easy. I don't understand. Is it because it's mental health? But it's not mental health. If everyone screens for gestational diabetes at the 20 week mark and gestational diabetes affects maybe 7% of the population, then three times as many women are having this and no one's asking. Because if I ask, I got to do something. So why, why aren't they together? They're both OB complications. Why can't I equate them? I I literally, I've said to every, again, OB here, and I don't at all fault them. I think everybody is overworked, but one life lost to this is too many. And if it happens to a family here or a member of an OB practice or, you know, God forbid, like we know how real that is, how we're really not Kidding, And I, I don't know about you, but it took me years. You know, my kids can hear me, you know, to say like, I'm really, you don't understand. I'm so thankful we're all here. Cause I, there was a couple times I, I just felt out of my mind. Yeah, And yeah. Um, it's so real. It's so real. And to see those faces and bubble wrap them and just hold them. And um, it's so worthy and it's so easy and It is just, I wish I, my legacy would be to build these everywhere. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing
1: this and creating this space. And I know it wasn't just you as a whole group of people, but this is just, it's so incredible what you have done for moms up there. Amazing. So thank you for sharing it with us
2: today. Thank you for letting me share it with everybody. And if anybody needs help in New Jersey or any of the 50 states, we have Warrior Moms everywhere. Um, And they step in every time. So just ask for help.
1: Yep. And we'll put the link so you guys
2: can uh, reach out. Thank you, Lisa. Awesome. Good seeing your face, Jen. Thank you. Thank you.